It's the King of the Lightning League podcast. Podcast. So buckle up and let's go. Welcome into the podcast. It is week one. It has graced us with its presence. It is here. Football, baby. I can't wait. And in the King of the Lightning League podcast, this is your week one rundown. Whose Justice Beaver is a 47-point favorite versus the Oracle? 94% chance to win this one. According to Sleeper, Melonheads is taking on Devante's Inferno. The Inferno boys are a two-point favorite, roughly. A 53% chance of winning, according to Sleeper. Nick Top, Greg Bottom, will be an underdog, an 11-point underdog, this week against Team Thick Dicks who sit at a 65% chance to win, according to Sleeper. The Long Island Beasts take on the newly named Etlians, I think is how you pronounce that. They are, wow, the closest matchup this week, actually. A .2 favorite over the Etlians, 50-50 split down the middle, according to Sleeper. Austin 316 comes into week one as roughly almost a 10-point favorite versus the Delongles, Diongles. I, I thought it was Diongles, but as I'm looking at it now, I think that's an L. D-Longles. Delongles. The Delongles are a 63% favorite according to Sleeper. And that brings us to our matchup of the week. The Longest Yard, the number one team in the power rankings, taking on Forever on Clean. A 14-point favorite in this one is the Longest Yard. And a 66% chance to win according to Sleeper. We are going to kick it over to those two right now and hear from our matchup of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. What's going on, Longest Yard? Welcome back to the show for the week one matchup of the week. What's going on? Thanks for having me on, man. And the newly named Forever on Clean has joined us here as well. Congratulations, gentlemen. You are the week one matchup of the week. Heck yeah, let's go. Okay, so currently the longest yard, who was number one in the in the in the week one power rankings, uh, and the season long power rankings, if you will, is favored to win this one by fourteen point four points. Longest yard opening statement. How you feeling? Uh, I feel pretty good. I mean, I know there was. I think there's a lot of pressure being put on me this year after listening to those rankings. Um, I thought it was pretty spot on analysis, you know, top to bottom. 12 to one, but, but yeah, I mean, clearly, you know, I drafted my team to be win. Now I saw the way the draft was playing out in front of me. I had the, uh, you know, the 11th pick. So I kind of saw what everybody was doing, you know, before I made my moves and I said, 
you know, screw it. I'm going for it. I'm going to win this year. Somebody's got to win this year. Um, so, you know, I feel really good about my team. Um, I feel, feel really good about this matchup this week. Um, I think I'm, I'm projected to score the most amount of points um, out of any team this week. So, you know, I'm just ready to go. I'm ready for some fantasy football. You do have a uh, – yep, you are the highest uh, projected team this week. That's for sure. Forever on clean. Welcome, sir. You heard you heard what the longest yard feels about his squad and his potential this season. How do you feel going into week one? I feel really good. I mean, I built for – tried to build for both the now and the later. Um, unlike uh, the Oracle, I can do that. You know, I can do both. Um, but I feel pretty good. You know, I, I love my lineup top to bottom. A couple of question marks. Um, but I think everybody's going to come to play. I like a lot of my matchups this week. We're bringing it, man. You know, I'm, I'm not really afraid of the longest yard. We're going to put the mean machine back in its place. Okay. <laughs> um, so something that I'm noticing for you specifically, Forever On Clean, is and let me just confirm what I'm about to say here. One, two, three tight ends down here at the bottom of your bench. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what separates these three here tight ends from, uh, you know, the, the bench, the, the wide receivers who are still available? What, what do you see from these three? How about Conklin specifically from Minnesota? What has him on your bench as opposed to, uh, you know, I don't know who's available specifically. Hold on. Charles Rogers, Keelan Cole, Zach Pascal. What separates a guy like Conklin that he makes his way onto your roster? You know, in a league that doesn't have a tight end slot, I feel like when a league has a tight end slot, you only see one, maybe two, and yet you have three on your roster. What separates Conklin from these players who are available? Well, the thing I liked about Conklin is uh, kind of one of Matthew Berry's theories. You know, you don't have to be the prettiest girl at the bar. You just got to be the only girl at the bar. And with Irv, <laughs> with Irv Smith going down, I think he might get a lot of opportunities uh, to see some targets in an offense that, you know, should be pretty explosive. You know, you got Jefferson on, the, on, on that offense. You got Thielen. You got Cook. You know, somebody's going to gobble up some red zone touchdowns. Hopefully it's Conklin um, now that Smith is down. And I, and I obviously love Higby and, and Gronk uh, this year as well. So a lot of opportunities, you know, maybe a little matchup based. If, if I don't love OBJ's matchup or Marvin Jones, you know, we can, we can make some uh, substitutions here of guys that can step in and play right away as opposed to somebody like Trey Sermon who – might be split in time. He's a rookie. I need to see kind of what he's all about first before we, you know, push all of our chips to the, the middle of that table. All right. Very good. Um, that's about the way I was assuming you were feeling. You know, there there are some definite question marks. Like you brought up Odell Beckham. Uh, Marvin Jones is another one. Even Robbie Anderson, James Conner. These are all pretty big question marks that could go – Either way, if it's positive, I mean, your team could shoot up the power rankings. Um, but, again, if they if they aren't getting it done, if they get hurt, God forbid, because, you know, they all have that kind of a history. Um, 
you know, you could be, you know, picking picking the bones of those free agents that I mentioned there a minute ago. And that's all right. You know, we like I said, we're building both for the now and for the future. Uh, so those higher picks that we took, you know, Allaire, Metcalf, Herbert, those are going to be staples of our, our organization here for a long, long time. So, you know, if it means that some of the later rounds we had to take, uh, you know, some flyers on guys, that's that's kind of what we needed to do. Okay, fair enough. I'm going to pivot over here to the longest yard. And, at the, you know, at the top, Tom Brady, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill. Those are money each and every week. Can't go wrong there. Great picks. Now I'm going to slide down the starting lineup a little bit here. And I'm going to mention three guys. And I just want to kind of hear your take on these three specifically. Because just like on the other side, there are some question marks here. Number one. Julio Jones' potential in Tennessee. What is your honest-to-God feeling on a floor and a ceiling for Julio Jones? Assuming he stays healthy, obviously, because we have to here. Um, Floor, I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. I understand A.J. Brown is going to get probably the majority of the targets there. Derrick Henry is going to run, you know, 300-plus times. Um, But it's Julio Jones, man. I mean, yes, he was hurt for the majority of last year, but you look at what he did when he was on the field. He's still Julio Jones. You know, he's going to put up numbers. If Tannehill can get him the ball, I truthfully believe he can be, you know, still a top 20 fantasy receiver this year. Top 20. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I might have him a little bit outside of there, but it's tough to say. New offense, you said it. He is Julio Jones, but there's also a wall. You know, father time catches up. You see it with A.J. Green, same draft class, kind of hit that wall and fell off. So, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, I hate the Titans personally, but that offense looks pretty good as long as Derrick Henry stays healthy. Uh, and he, I could see, I could see, you know, a floor of around 24 and a, a ceiling. I could see him getting to, you know, 11 or 12. Yeah. And I mean, a change of scenery, it was just, it was necessary for him. Things were old in Atlanta. He was over with, um, I think a fresh start is going to be good for him. I believe in him. Okay. Let's slide it down on here to Raheem Mostert. You got to bring him up off injured, very effective when he's on the field and a very solid rookie slated in behind him. Any fears of him long-term this season? Um, I mean, if we're talking long-term, long-term, beyond this season, absolutely. I have no idea what the hell he's going to do in 2022. It's probably Trey Sermon's job to lose next year. Um, How about week nine? What was that? How about week nine this year? Any any fears (laughs) that Mostert is a a bench? uh, It is San Francisco. Um, You have no idea what they're going to do with their running backs. Um, I think Mostert is, is super talented. Uh, I think Trey Sermon's super talented. I think they're both going to get a ton of carries. Um, and even if, you know, Shanahan comes out and says, you know, Sermon is the de facto starter, four different running backs get touches every game in that San Francisco offense. Um, so, you know, I'm holding out hope that he's going to, you know, hang on to enough touches to stay in that flex spot. And if not, you know, I think I got other options I can bump up. I have a a saying for San Francisco running backs. You just give them the ball and they put up points. It doesn't matter. Five carries, seven carries, it doesn't matter. They put up points. One more player I want to ask you about is Miles 
Gaskin, um, a player I I truly still just don't believe in. But uh, expert consensus seems to be pretty positive on Miles Gaskin. How you feel? I like him a lot. Um, I've seen pretty mixed reports, um, you know, on all the podcasts, on all the TikTok pages, and all the every fancy football advice you can find. Everybody that thinks he's going to be the steal of the draft or the biggest bust of the year. Um, I know Brian Flores came out, you know, had some comments like, you know, it's going to be a three-headed monster in the backfield. Who knows what they're going to do back there, whether it's Malcolm Brown, whether it's, you know, Ahmed behind him. Um, I've seen this guy play, and granted, whatever this is worth. um, I saw him play in person in college. Um, Dude's a maniac. Uh, Just what he did on on the field was, was nuts. He catches passes well. I think he's a great runner. Um, so, you know, assuming he can get those touches, I think he's going to be really good in that Miami offense. I don't think two is really. Um, so I think they're going to have to rely on the run game. So that's my, my expert analysis on Miles Gaskin. Okay, fair enough. I know a certain owner in, in this particular league who is really hoping Tua is better than expected. That's for I, sure. Uh, yeah, I can, I can take a guess who that is. All right, my friends, so now we're going to have some fun. We got a little draft, a little mocky mock here. I hope you guys are prepared. I've got a big board here. I'm ready for it. <laughs> awesome. We are drafting actors. One Mike, one Paul, one Ramsey, who's playing us in our movies. So we're going to decide who's got the top pick here real quick. We got – oh, I, I got the first pick. Mike's got the second pick, and Paul's got the turn. Let's go. All right. So I'm going to draft uh, my my first pick for myself. And, of course, we know that these are official. These people will be playing us in our movies. That's a fact. I'm going Keanu Reeves. Uh I, of course, I've normally got the long hair, and I, I was looking through actors, and I was like, man, that is a stunning man. He can play me in any movie, and I know for a fact he can play a sports star in a movie, so I'm taking Keanu Reeves for myself. Crossing him off my board. I had him here for you. Oh, awesome. He was, he was my number two for you. I got two more, so I am, uh, I'm going to pick myself, I guess. Um. I don't know. I like this guy a lot. I think he's a great actor. Um, you know, I lean towards myself being more of the um, Andy Dwyer version rather than the Star-Lord version. You know, maybe when I get in a little bit better shape, I could be a Guardian of the Galaxy, but I'm going myself. Okay. Mike takes Chris Pratt. I like that. I don't know why I didn't think of him. To be honest, I got some. I got some good ones for you, though. That's for sure. Oh boy, <laughs> Paul, you're up on the board. Oh boy. All right. First, I think I love The Office. I think I got to go John Krasinski. Definitely got to go John Krasinski. That, right. like, like I got that personality in the workplace, you know. So. That's my first pick. Okay. Um, Okay, so that's your actor for you. Now we need one for me and Mike. 
I think we'll go – we're going to go Christian Bale for you, Ram. Oh, that was my second one. I like there it. Go, there goes my first choice for Ramsey. Oh, boy. <laughs> Look, we both had the same two. That's awesome. <laughs> we'll go Christian Bale. And then, Mike, I'm thinking Kevin Costner. Like, like he ball player, you know, I could see you, like, just wanting to play catch with your dad in the cornfield, you know? <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I could be Kevin Costner. I'm about it. All right. Okay. All right. So now I've got either Ramsey or Paul. Both of you guys took your Ramsey. So I'm going to take Paul, and I think this is a compliment. Paul, have you ever seen pictures of a young Al Pacino? Oh, I am taking Michael Al Pacino Corleone. for you. Michael Corleone, I love it. That's it. So Playing the race card, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I did Google Italian-American actors just to, uh, <laughs> just to see what I could find, but that's what I got for you. I love it. That's great. <laughs> All right, Ramsey. All right, so I'm up, and I'm going to take my Paul. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Adam Sandler, a uh, funny guy, funny guy, Adam Sandler, playing Paul in my movie, and I get my last pick. Now, I, I, I had a hard time with this one because you're a little ginger, and I tried to get it, but it was hard to get one that was still kind of young, but athletic looking, but also stocky. So I have one that's kind of funny and one that's really funny. Um, so I'm going to pick Patrick Renna, who is Ham. that's where you were going. I knew that's Ham where you were going. It's <laughs> <laughs> playing oh, my movie. <laughs> I think we got a pretty good comedy over here on my side. You got to let me uh, – I'll catch for you one game. I'm going to let everything go by just for that, uh, for that pick. <laughs> that's awesome all right mike uh and then mike. i've got yeah i've just got my ramsey pick left i thought i was going to be able to get one of christian bale or keanu reeves but i'll go to my third option here and i will go with jared leto long hair. not the joker not the joker jared leto more of like the, the i could play the joker beard. better than you think definitely yeah better than the first one the first suicide squad all right, you guys want to share any anybody else who is on your list for anybody? I had uh, for Paul. I also had Jason Statham. I thought you know, kind of that. Uh, okay. He's kind of got the, the the scruffy beard with the with the buzzed head look going on. I thought that might work. I like uh, that. All my rant taken, like I said. Nice, good picks though. Good picks, great picks. <laughs> Um, so for Paul, I had Vin Diesel, who was a late ad for me, but I saw a picture of him. I was like, damn, that guy looks like Paul right there. <laughs> so uh, if, if you're going to be an action star, Paul, you'd be Vin Diesel, funny guy, Adam Sandler. So there's well, that. And for Mike, I had Alan Tudyk, who plays Steve the Pirate <laughs> <laughs> in Dodgeball. That's just a red hair pick. That's not even – there's nothing else there. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, I mean, if we're gonna go Mike from Dodgeball, he's gotta be Ben Stiller. Like he could totally pull off that vibe of you know You're uh, more of a Ben Stiller. 
I'm a damn good dodgeball player, though. I'll tell you that much. So, I believe it. I'd be afraid if I was any other team. <laughs> do you have a best friend named Michelle? Uh, I do not, but, you know, I mean, if I go to France, it's probably what they'll call me. They'll call me Michelle over there. <laughs> probably, yeah. Okay, so Mike. Mike picked Chris Pratt for himself. He picked Al Pacino for Paul. Jared Leto for myself. Paul picked John Krasinski for himself, Christian Bale for me, and Kevin Costner for Mike. I picked Keanu Reeves for myself, Adam Sandler for Paul, and Ham Porter, Patrick Renna for Mike. God, send in your votes, text in your votes to the, the group chat that we have. We don't have a voting platform on Sleeper, unfortunately, but go ahead and send in your votes to the group chat. Uh, let's see, Mike, you're the favorite. I'll give you the last word. Um, you know, honestly, I'll be nice here. I won't, I won't smack talk. I'm just excited for some fantasy football, man. I think it's going to be a hell of a season with the dynasty league and everything. So let's do it. Let's see who's the king of the lightning. Yes, sir. Paul, close us out. Let's get it, boys. Go Cowboys. All right, gentlemen, we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Rams. Talk to you, man. Awesome to hear from those two on the matchup of the week. We had a great draft there where we drafted actors to play us in a movie. Like I said during that conversation, send in your votes through the text chat. I want to know who's going into this week with an edge. The longest yard? Forever unclean? Or is it Stefan Siggs? That's the question. So send in your votes through the group chat. I want to see these numbers. I also want to know if you're actually listening to the podcast. All right. So next up, we heard what the matchups are. We heard from the matchup of the week. Now we're going to kick it over to a conversation with, you guessed it, our foremost fantasy experts, Blake Bottles and Stefan Siggs, take to the people's court in this week's breakdown. All right, for the Honorable Judge Marshall Stevens. Welcome, Blake Bottles, back to the show. One more sleep till football, man. What's going on? Yeah, I cannot believe the season's here. Uh, what's up, Stefan Sig? Thank you for having me. I'm ex- excited to be here this evening. All right, so you here, but just for the listeners, we are entering people's court today. Blake Bottles, all rise. The court is now in session. Okay, Blake Bottles, you have been tasked with the defense of who's Justice Beaver. You are given the opening arguments. Go ahead, my friend. So, yeah, this is a pretty open and shut case. Um, Obviously, I think the projections speak for themselves. Um, Sam Darnold faces his own team, who his old team, who happens to be to be one of the worst defenses in the NFL in the Jets. Um, Christian McCaffrey, also on the Panthers, also playing the Jets defense. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey, um, his career resume speaks for itself. Uh, Taylor Gibson, Diggs, they're all basically animals. You know, um, they're they're going to get you a bunch of points. Um, 
Justice Beaver a bunch of points. And um, also, Justice Beaver has two quarterbacks. Um, I think that's just a uh, incredibly big advantage in this league. Okay, and I'm going to hit you with a rebuttal. Your Honor, if, you, if I may. I want to pitch to you a, a scenario here where young man, young baby face, white meat Zach Wilson goes off on Carolina for four touchdowns. Not only four touchdowns, but two of those touchdowns to Denzel Mims. Um, imagine this scenario where LaBisca Chenault goes up against a poor Houston Texans defense and goes for 100 and a touchdown where Brandon Ayuk sees the ball early and often all around the formation against the Detroit Lions and goes for 100 and also a touchdown. Now imagine this scenario where Christian McCaffrey coming off the injury gets off to a slow start. Seattle goes ahead on the Colts and Naheem Hines is seeing the majority of the snaps. Imagine a scenario where Antonio Gibson isn't getting the receptions we expect him to get. They still go to J.D. McKissick. Your Honor, Jury, I present to you a scenario where the Oracle could defeat who's Justice Beaver in the biggest upset of week one, hands down. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm imagining that. I'm sure the jury and the judge are imagining that, but I think imagining is really all that all that scenario will get you. My league mates, go ahead and chime in when you get a chance. How do you see this matchup going ahead? Moving on, the Oracle. You have been tasked with the <laughs> the task the task of defending the Melonheads this week versus Devontae's Inferno. I thought this one was honestly a pretty open and shut case too. Um, and really, um, y- you know, you, you have the, the, bad, the bad Eagles defense and you have Calvin Ridley, um, an incredibly young, talented wide receiver who could very well be the number one leading wide receiver Um I, I, he he single-handedly, I think, could be the week's biggest score, uh, non-quarterback score. Uh, I I think he just him by himself could win. But if we go down the list a little bit, we'll get we'll look at George Kittle. Uh, the Melonheads can thank me for George Kittle. Um, but going up against a very bad Lions defense, um, a lot of personnel changes on that defense. I, I expect a lot of yards. I expect at least one touchdown. Um, Things get a little tricky. Tyrod Taylor, uh, possible rush yards, you know, possible yards and possibly a touchdown against Jacksonville. I think if the Melonheads, I I don't think they even need to do this. That's how strongly I feel that they're going to win. But I think they would be best served to put Carson Wentz in. Assuming Carson Wentz plays, even if he's 80 percent, that's okay. The Seattle Seahawks have a very bad secondary, gave up a shitload of yards last year. Um, I expect that to continue against the Colts and Carson Wentz. Um, and really, I, I'm looking at uh, Devontae's Inferno. There's, you know, a couple okay matchups and stuff, but I really look at that Kirk Cousins at the, or versus the Bears. 
Uh, week one, the Bears defense, I think, is a, is, a, is a top unit. I think Kirk Cousins gets shut down probably because it is Kirk Cousins th- throws some interceptions, which really um, swing, swings the momentum. A, a fair argument on Kirk Cousins and raise you the Tyrod Taylor, who um, let's just be honest, the man is not a good quarterback in any way, shape, or form. You're pretty much hoping for rushing because the, the guy throws like 12 times a game. I think I think if I remember the statistic correctly, he averages 14 completions over his career as a starter. Not very much fantasy production in 14 completions. Sure, but beyond the melon heads here, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and defend Devontae's Inferno, who let's just, you know, early season Russell Wilson is always dynamite, constantly putting up points. He, he tends to cool off later in the season, but early Russell Wilson gets it done. Derrick Henry is a monster, always getting it done. Arizona's defense, are they are they better? They could be better, absolutely. Were they even bad to begin with? Not necessarily. Um, but Derrick Henry's going to get the ball a whole lot. Um, as long as Tennessee can keep from getting blown out against Arizona, 100 and a touchdown, maybe two, Derrick Henry should run wild. DeAndre Hopkins in the same matchup is in a similar situation where he's just going to get the ball a ton. In the, the team with the, the quickest pace of play, they run the most plays. You know, Kyler Murray is going to throw the ball maybe more than anybody in the league this year. We'll see. But the X factor in this matchup that's going to set Devontae's Inferno apart is Corey Davis. This man is going to dominate in the Jets offense. Zach Wilson is going to lean on him as his security blanket. He's a solid possession receiver, and I can see him going up around 7 8 receptions in this game if not more maybe in the 10 to 12 target range I think is realistic for Corey Davis and if he puts up those kind of numbers it could be the edge he needs to push Devontae's Inferno over the Mountainheads this week interesting so um just so the jury's clear I, I believe you're you're trying to paint the picture of the Jets offense as something that you're bullish or um high on is that correct? Incorrect. Incorrect. I see the Jets falling behind big and having to throw it a ton and Corey Davis being the one reliable receiver in the Jets. All right. That's where I'm at. The The jury, it, it is up to the jury to decide those closing arguments. We're going to move on. Okay. Blake Bottles. You are tasked with defending Nick Top Greg Bottom this week against the Thick Dicks. This is where it gets a little murkier. Um, but of course, you know, a uh, an expert in the field like myself, you know, again, no problem. Um, and it really comes down to, uh, you know, quarterback is such an important thing. And you, you start off week one with, um, and I know, I know you're high on this guy, but Kyler Murray uh, against the Tennessee Titans, specifically their secondary, um, you know, I expect four touchdowns, um, multiple yards on the ground. Uh, again, I think he's a player like a Calvin Ridley who you just look at that one one matchup and um, as long as everything else is expected, you're going to win. Um, 
Keenan Allen against the uh, the Washington football team. Um, I, that's another great matchup. I like the Washington football team. They're, they're second, uh, great defense, uh, but it's particularly that front seven. Um, I think that secondary is a little susceptible. I, uh, Chargers had a bad run game last year. I expect that to continue, especially in week one. Keenan Allen's going to get a lot of uh, work. And um, I, I was looking through the thick dicks and, you know, again, some good matchups, but I really look at Tyler Lockett. Um, and that's somebody who is very boomer bust, in my opinion. And um, that's someone who I, I think could bust. The Colts have a very young athletic defense. Um, I think their their defense is predicated on limiting the big plays. And I think Tyler Lockett could have a very quiet game. And that could that could really hurt the Thick Dicks. Fair argument for sure. I'm going to go ahead and open my argument here since you mentioned my man Tyler Lockett. I think this is absolutely a a boom week for him. I mentioned in my, my previous argument of Devante's Inferno, my feelings on Russell Wilson, especially early in the season, the man cooks, let Russ cook. And he's going to go ahead and find Tyler Lockett enough to, to at least I, in my opinion, in this week, the thick dicks just needs to go chalk here. He just needs his players to perform as expected, and it should be an easy victory in my eyes for the thick dicks. Um, Mike Davis going against Philadelphia. Do do I think Mike Davis long term this season is a is a great fantasy player? Absolutely not. Do I see him putting up, you know, good numbers this specific week against the Philadelphia Eagles? Absolutely. Robert Woods is he is the possession receiver for the Rams and Matthew Stafford is going to find him. That's what Matthew Stafford does. He looks into the middle of the field, takes his shots on occasion, but that's why a, a tight end was always useful in a, a in a Matthew Stafford offense because he's looking over the middle. He's spreading it around and Robert Woods is open. Moving up the ladder, DJ Moore against the Jets. I've already spoken highly of the Carolina Panthers offense. I'm expecting big things and DJ Moore to get off on the right foot in week. Just needs to do Mike Evans stuff. Just just get in the end zone. And Mike Evans does that's what he does. Get in the end zone. And I think chalk this week. Nick Chubb's going to have a solid game against Kansas City. Lamar Jackson in prime time is going to get it done. I think chalk this week, the thick dicks are going to take care of business against Nick Top, Greg Bottom. Yeah, so I guess my one biggest complaint with that whole uh, little spiel, and I guess the entire NFL is that the Ravens and Raiders game is prime time. That's that's disappointing to me, especially week one. <laughs> I can agree with you on that. Um, the Ravens, sure, uh, but the Raiders don't belong anywhere near that 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 situation. That's for sure. Uh, I'm with you there, so we can agree on that. That's for sure. Okay, next matchup: the Long Island Beast against the. Italians. I'm calling them the tight ends are the best until um, Aaron said that in the group chat. I think that's yeah, I saw that. Favorite. I th- be a play on ETN maybe, which is um, yeah, that's what I, that was my first initial thought, and then I was like, does Jack even know who 
Travis Etienne. Is. Um, <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'm going to open up this one since I gave it to you the first two times and uh, uh, three times. I'm sorry. And uh, this one was very tough for me. These two are are very even in that they have a couple solid players, but the rest of their, their team's not fantastic. But here is how the uh, the Atlians win this week. And it starts with Miles Sanders. In the same in the same game as I mentioned earlier for Mike Davis, um, Atlanta's defense is not good at all. And I think that Philadelphia, if they want to be successful this year, they're going to have to start with the run game. They can't be trying to air it out all day with Jalen Hurts. That's not that's not his game per se. You know, play action, take your shots, sure. But Miles Sanders should see the ball plenty in this game. Um, Austin Eckler is huge this week. Washington's front seven, as you mentioned earlier, is very, very good, which means a, a, a back out, uh, you know, a leaking running back out of the backfield who can catch passes at the rate Austin Eckler can catch passes. I, you know, he could, he's a, he's a running back who could see eight, nine targets this week and probably catch many of them. Uh, I think CD lamb is a bona fide Shut up. I've called my shot on CD Lamb in many leagues. Uh, I did. A bona fide stud and starts this week with Tampa Bay. If Dallas wants even a, a sniff at beating Tampa Bay tomorrow night on Thursday night, CD Lamb is going to have to go off. And that's going to benefit, you know, the Etlians here. Um, and the last guy I want to bring up for him real quick is Jameis Winston. Obviously, he's going to be an X factor for this guy all year long. In the six-point touchdown, negative four interception, there is no riskier play, in my opinion, than Jameis Winston. This man could go off for four touchdowns. He could fall off for four interceptions. I think he's going to have to – He's you know, he's going to feel the pressure of Taysom Hill. He's going to feel him nipping at his at his ankles there. And I think Jameis Winston's going to eat that pressure like he's going to eat a W this week <laughs> against the Green Bay Packers in Jacksonville, which, hey, the best game played in Jacksonville all year is going to be week one between the Saints and the Packers. So that's awesome. Um, and, you know, Russell Gage is on the team too. Okay, you're up. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um so I think I'll probably start out with um, really like the smallest impact. But like you said, um, you know, I'm not buying CD Lamb uh, week one, but who I am buying. And I think your logic, everything except the player, I think was correct. And that is, I think Amari Cooper is going to be the one that gets the lion's share of the <clears throat> touchdowns. Um, so and that is someone on obviously the Long Island Beast. But, you know, um, I, I thought you'd. Job, a, a noble job um, trying to defend or justify or speak highly of the Etelians. Um, but I mean, it really comes down to Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. That's stack uh, week one against Cleveland. I expect that game to be a high scoring game. Um, and I think Cleveland's going to play them tough, but ultimately lose. Um, I expect a lot of work for Travis Kelsey and obviously 
Pat Mahomes will be throwing him the ball. So, again, I look at that stack. Um, I look at Amari Cooper. Um, and, yeah, I, I mean, there's really not too much else that needs, you know, to happen. Everybody just needs to really get even even under their projected points to for uh, Long Island Beast to walk away with a comfortable win week one. Okay, I want to rewind here really quick because you just said something between Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb. Let me ask you something. Blake Bottles, who finishes with more fantasy points this year, Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb? CeeDee Lamb. Easily. E- easily. Okay. Fair enough. We, we agree on that. That's fair. Okay. I was going to make you a bet because I thought it sounded like you liked Amari Cooper, but uh, fair enough. We agree. That's mine. Okay, next up, I am going to defend the Diangles. What is with the Longs and their weird-ass names? Oh, is it D-Longles? You know, I think we're going to have to get both of them on the podcast. You're going to have to get both of them on the podcast and clarify this. Um, I, I feel like they're either trolling us or they're just really bad at spelling or not creative. I don't know, but we got we got to clear this up immediately. We absolutely do because I'm confused. Okay. So anyway, I'm going to attempt to – I cannot defend the name. I can't. But the DeLongles this week against Austin 316, I absolutely can defend. And it starts with one man. The best running back on the DeLongles team, hands down, yes, sir, James Robinson is going to go absolutely off this week against the Houston Texans. He's going to show his coach, Urban Meyer. He's going to say, Coach, I can't believe you drafted a running back in the first round, you fool. We could have had so much more. James Robinson could go for 150 all-purpose and a, a, a pair of touchdowns this week. And it's going to put the DeLongles ahead of the curve. I know he's got Saquon Barkley. Trust me, he's on the docket to be talked about next. But I can't talk about another player on this team without mentioning the all handsome one himself, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, is there any – have you ever seen a quarterback improve as rapidly as Josh Allen did from year to year where he was two years ago completing like 53% of his passes or something to what he was last year. Oh my God, this man is unbelievable and he's going to tear apart. I keep hearing about the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, this, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense, shut up. Josh Allen is going to go off. It's going to be incredible. He's an incredible man. He's an incredible human being. I've never met him personally, but I bet, I bet he's a good lover, if I had to guess. Um, uh, Darren Waller is the only player on Las Vegas worth a damn. So uh, he's going to put up points, I'm sure. Uh, I love Terrace Marshall. And I, I know I already talked up a few Carolina Panthers on this podcast, but I think that he is going to be their slot receiver, and he could see a handful of targets and could be a difference maker early. Um, uh, I mean, we'll close it out with Devontae Adams. I don't think I need to say too much more there. He's going to see 15 targets probably against the New Orleans Saints this week, uh, and he's going to need it because they're going to be losing. Interesting. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely appreciate your Terrence Marshall argument. I'm uh, big on him, too. I agree. I agree with that. Uh, but uh, let, let's just uh, hold the phone on one thing here, and that is Josh Allen. Um, is he handsome? Yes. Is he a great quarterback? Absolutely. Should he have been the number two pick in this prior year's draft? For sure. But that Pittsburgh defense that you talk about isn't isn't so underrated. We'll we'll take it back to 2020, week 14, in this league with this scoring system. Josh Allen had 19.32 points. He was projected 26.34. We'll take that back to 2019. And again, 2019, he wasn't as good of a quarterback. But again, 16.36 points projected 24.44. So that's two years in a row that he has uh, been under expectations against the Steelers. He struggled with them. I think he's thrown uh, multiple picks in each game. Um, So I expect that trend to continue. Um, You brought up um, James Robinson, who fantastic back, and that's fantastic points. Uh, James Robinson's not only, I think, a good running back, but also they're going up against a Texans team who is terrible. Uh, their offense isn't going to move the ball much, and uh, th- their defense is atrocious. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is happens to be on Austin 316, who's the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars, obviously. And it's going to be probably the best day of – I have a friend named uh, Ramsey Lurch, who's a huge Jaguars fan. Um, and I think he's going to be shitting his pants all day Sunday because Trevor Lawrence is going to put up big numbers, and they're just going to win big. Um, speaking of big days, um, Dalvin Cook, um, I don't even have written down who he is going against, but it does Cincinnati, I believe doesn't matter. Dalvin Cook is going to have a huge game as well. And Austin 316 is going to, um, get the upset here. That would be a, a big upset. Uh, Austin 316 is a 10 point underdog just about. So that would be a big upset. Good call. Okay. Last court case is in session. I'm the plaintiff forever unclean. And here is how he wins this week. Now, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the longest yard undoubtedly has an absolutely stacked team. As I look down at right now, I'm cringing at the thought of having to play him myself. But this week in particular, Forever On Clean has a chance to get it done. And how is he going to get it done? It's with the Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham Jr. stack. People have slept on Odell this year. I understand the production's been down since he left Eli Manning. He's coming off of an injury. But the talent is undoubtedly there. And Baker Mayfield has improved thoroughly through his first two seasons. And I think the connection with Odell Beckham gets turned up to red hot this year. And it's going to have to start this week early because as they play the Kansas City Chiefs, there could be a lot of points in store this week. Um, The next guy I want to talk about is Marvin Jones. The Houston Texans are terrible. You've already mentioned the the potential for the Jaguars offense this week. They're not good. And Houston just traded their arguably their best defensive player this morning 
and Bradley Roby. And Marvin Jones is going to be Trevor Lawrence's top target, in my opinion, all season long. I don't know who your friend is, but he sounds hot, by the way. Um, <laughs> Justin Herbert going up against the Washington sec, uh, front seven, again, is tough. And I understand that. But if he can just get the ball out of his hand quickly to his possession guy, Keenan Allen, to his running back, Austin Eckler, and occasionally hit that deep shot, hopefully, to Josh Palmer, Justin Herbert could have a, have a good enough day to keep pace at least with Tom Brady against Dallas tomorrow. Oosh. And uh, and then you, you slide down and you see Joe Mixon. And again, Joe Burrow's coming off the injury. There's a lot of injury talk here. And if Cincinnati wants to be successful, if they want to get those young receivers open, they're going to have to give the ball to Joe Mixon. He's going to have to be the focal point of their offense, and he's going, he's going to have to produce, or the Bengals will be looking for a new head coach very soon yet again. The last guy we're going to have to bring up here, obviously, is DK Metcalf. And you spoke earlier about Tyler Lockett being boomer bust. I think DK Metcalf is more boomer bust. And I think he, too, booms hard this week. And I think Seattle blows out the Colts. And uh, I, I have a friend, too, who's a Colts fan. And uh, I hope it hurts him. <laughs> Those are my closing arguments. Um, yeah, so... Justin Herbert um, just learned this today, but he actually in his rookie year, which is kind of an anomaly, um, I believe was the only quarterback in the league to have a better passer rating under pressure than uh, with a clean pocket, which is very weird. But obviously, Washington has a a good front seven. Um, I'm helping you out with your case. Um, And I feel cool doing that because this case is so strong in my favor. Um, I just want to read you off a few names here. I want to um, enter a few um, items into the courtroom. Um, Exhibit A, uh, Tom Brady. Exhibit B, Alvin Kamara. Exhibit C, Aaron Jones. Exhibit D, Tyreek Hill. Exhibit E, Julio Jones. And it just really goes on and on. you know, I, I think there are opportunities for um, upsets, certainly, every week, um, especially week one, heading into a new season. All types of things can happen. Um, but it would take um, a it's, – it's really statistically improbable. It would take some catastrophic event um, for forever and clean to get the win here. Um, I feel confident taking the longest yard. Uh, it, it shouldn't really – the projections have it within like uh 14 points i think it's going to be much larger than that uh, longest yard should comfortably win week one okay the court will take a, a recess here for some deliberations and in that time we will do uh what did we do Buy or sell. Yes. (laughs) We are going to do buy or sell. Blake Bottles, buy or sell Travis Kelsey, seven receptions. Um, I'm buying. Uh, I think it could be plus seven receptions. Uh, Last last, uh, season, weeks eight through week 14, um, he had over 
eight receptions um, against the Browns team that I think, you know, like I said earlier, I think it's going to be a bit of a shootout. Um, Travis Kelsey, he's going to get his volumes. He's going to get his touches. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm buying that. We are buying Travis Kelsey seven receptions. Blake Bottles, buy or sell Austin Eckler, 105 all-purpose yards versus Washington. Yeah, uh, this one was tough. I'm I'm selling it though. Um, you know, as we both stated, the Washington football team, uh, their their front sevens, uh, just spectacular. I think they upgraded their uh, linebacking corps uh, this this past off season to add some speed there. Um, Austin Eckler coming off an injury kind of year last year. I still think he has a big year. Um, week one though, I I think he get he gets shut down too. He gets limited. We are selling Austin Eckler 105 all-purpose yards. Blake Bottles, buy or sell. Miles Gaskin, 80 all-purpose yards. Uh, this one I'm selling, too. Um, I, I think between Austin Eckler and Miles Gaskins, these are two just really tough matchups. Uh, pe- people forget about the Patriots, but uh, they had a top t- defense in 2019. Uh, a lot of that defense um, decided to sit out last year, uh, more so than really any other team. Um, a lot of those those veteran players that have really fit into the Patriots system in the past, um, they're returning. Um, Patriots, I think, get a statement win. Uh, their defense it, is going to sh- prove to everyone that they're still a top defense in the NFL. They, they're going to shut Miles Gaskins and pretty much the rest of the Miami offense down. All right, final buy or sell. Buy or sell, Joe Mixon, 20 touches versus Minnesota. Yeah, so, so this one I'm going to buy. Um, basically, I know I know Joe Mixon's coming off injury, and there's a little bit of uh, concern over his volume, but he did get injured um, relatively early in the year. He only played in six games last year, and within those six games, he exceeded 19.5 touches in all those games. Uh, I expect to you know pick up where he left off, and uh, yeah, I'm buying. All right, we're buying Joe Mixon 20 touches. And for the court, final call, Blake Bottles, who's Justin B- Who's Justice Beaver versus the Oracle? Who you got? Um, I got Justice Beaver. Melonheads, Devontae's Inferno. Uh, I, got, I got Devontae's Inferno. Nick Top, Greg Bottom versus the Thick Dicks. I'll take the Thick Dicks. Long Island Beast, Etlians. I'm going to stick with the Long Island Beast. Austin 316 versus the DeLongles. I got to go with the DeLongles here. And in the matchup of the week, the longest yard versus forever unclean. This one's going to be a blowout. The longest yard start the season 1-0. The longest yard starts 1-0. Blake Bottles, thank you so much. That was the People's Court. Thank you again for coming on. And we will see you again next week. Sounds good. Uh, Good luck this week, and thanks for having me. Let me just make one point. I wanted to make this earlier, but I forgot. I would like to see a split of Justin Herbert's stats before and after he cut his hair last year. (laughs) That would be interesting. I'm sure we can uh, try to look that up. Maybe we can bring that up uh, next week. All right, man. Well, he's got his hair back now, so hopefully he's putting up points all over the place. 
All right, brother. Good luck and have fun watching football. All right, you too, man. Thank you. Bye. There you have it. The King of the Lightning League podcast week one. I can't believe it. I'm so excited for these matchups. I'm excited for this league. I'm excited for football. It has been an absolute pleasure. My name is Stefan Siggs. And once upon a time, this was my favorite song. Jeezy, play me out. Shit to lose in a new 45 that I'm dying to use.